Good afternoon, everybody. That's me clapping. Welcome to the inaugural pod, pop, what is what they call it, podcast. To the inaugural podcast. So, people have been telling me to do this type of shit for some time now, and I've never done it. Because I always thought I needed mad shit that I really didn't need. Like, I would look at, like, Drink Champs and Nori, and I'd see, like, a boom mic and all kinds of shit going on. I'm like, damn, well, I ain't got none of that. So, you know, I guess I can't have no podcast. You know, but um, apparently it's a lot easier than I thought. So I see my little cousin with one. So I'm like, damn, cuz he got a podcast. And she had episodes and shit. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I wish I could do something like that. So I hit up my little cousin. I'm like, yo, Shannon. Shout out to Shannon. Um, I say, yo, how can I start one? Like, how did you get it done? How did you do it? So she goes, oh, cuz you just download this app or whatever. So they made this shit entirely too easy. So now, you know, I could come on here and talk my shit for all of y'all to enjoy. Um, Yeah, man. So I'm actually here and I do want to do one thing. I want to give like a disclaimer, I guess you could call it. You know, I got a lot of aunties and cousins and friends, parents and whatnot that will follow me on Facebook. And I try to keep the fuckery to a minimum. You you know, you understand? Because I always am mindful of that. I say, damn, you know, my auntie watching or you know, my little cousin watching or my niece is looking and, you know, I be, I, I, I'm tentative with the things that I say. Sometimes I think, wow, Jay, you ain't got no filter. And really and truly, like, I didn't even say what I really wanted to say because I'm thinking, like, I got to be mindful of these people. Now, you know, I know most of y'all is going to want to tune in and support me and listen to what I'm doing or whatever and, you know, get your laughs off and stuff. But the one thing I ask you all to do, and I'm talking to you know, the people who I have to be mindful and respectful of, not y'all niggas. I'm talking about like, you know, my aunties and uncles and nieces and shit like that. I'm talking about y'all. Understand that this is me talking. This is me talking like I'm talking to my friend. So the way I talk to my friend, the way I talk to you is completely different. All right. So with that said, I'm going to say sorry in advance for any obscenities, um, the vulgarities that will inevitably leave my mouth on a regular basis while I'm doing this. So I want to apologize to all of you in advance and tell you to try to put that part of it aside and just really focus on, you know, the topic at hand and enjoy the topic at hand about what I'm talking about. Other thing I want to say too is my opinion may be different from yours. Now, with that being said, that is not a definition of my character or yours. So please do not take my opinion of a certain topic as a character assassination of you. If you know me, you know how I am. You know how I treat people. You know my heart. You know I'm a decent person with with no intentions to hurt anybody. But like everybody else, I got my views on shit. So you may not agree. All right. And, and that's just going to be the end of it. If after this, you want to treat me differently when you see me based on the things that I say, then hey, go ahead, man. I, I can't stop you. But I'm just letting you all know 
from right here. The fact that I've got this platform now that I can talk this kind of shit and it can reach everybody. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say, how I'm going to say it. Fuck your feelings. Do you understand? Fuck your feelings. All of you. Don't hit me up about, oh, you said this and you said that. <laughs> I don't care. If you don't like it, don't listen. Because this is better. You know how many times my Facebook page has gotten reported and I don't even post like that. I say something and somebody will report me quick. They shut my shit down for a week. All the time. All the time. But now it's not going to happen anymore. Because now I can say whatever I want to say. What is this podcast going to consist of, some of you may ask. Regular shit. I don't really like to do politics because I feel like politics are too divisive, but it's what it is. The main talking point is my man Donald Trump out here. Sports, we keep to the sports. We know we can keep to that. Music, we know we can keep to the music. And just overall social issues and miscellaneous shit that y'all probably don't even know is going on because you're too busy watching that love and hip-hop bullshit. That's going to be the topics. Those are the things that we're going to discuss. Once a week, we're going to do it at 4 o'clock. I don't know which day it's going to be. I might just switch the days up just to keep shit interesting. But eventually, I think I'm going to come up with one specific day where we're going to do this. You know what I mean? So, the biggest thing in sports right now, the biggest upcoming thing in sports right now is the NBA draft. And I want to remind everybody about being a prisoner of the moment. You see, when you're a prisoner of the moment, you have no perspective on what was or what can be. All you're doing is looking at what's happening right now and behaving as though that is the best thing to ever happen. You totally disregard everything that happened behind it, everything that may happen is disgusting. And that's the society that that's the society that we live in today. What have you done for me lately? Not even yesterday. What did you do for me in the last 5 minutes? Because if you ain't do nothing in the last five minutes when I went on Instagram, I'm not fucking with you. And that's how society is nowadays, man. And it's sad. It's disgusting. I don't like it. You know, Dr. Dre says something on the Chronic 2001 album. It's It's a lyric. It's a bar that'll stick to my ribs until I go into my grave. He said it on, on the next episode with Snoop. Love to see young blacks get money. And I love it. I love watching young blacks get money. I want to see young blacks get money. So, of course, I want to see all of these athletes be successful. But at the same time, the eye test is the eye test. I don't know why everybody is such a... a, 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 It's unfathomable how y'all niggas can dick ride so much. I mean, I've never seen this level of dick riding in my life. Maybe as I get older, I'm starting to, you know, be more cognizant of things or understand things a little bit better so it impacts me in a different way. But yo, what the fuck is up with this Zion shit, man? Am I the only one that 
is not convinced? Am I the only one that looks at this guy's game and says, yo, this nigga has bust written all over him? Am I the only one that will step out on that limb and be like, yo, I don't even think he's that good? Because I don't. I watched them Duke games last year, man. I watched them. With the sole purpose of looking at this nigga. Yeah, he scored points. He got rebounds. He had statistics. But did you see his points? A lot of garbage buckets. A lot of hustle buckets. A lot of a lot of driving to the hoop against niggas that's stronger and faster than him. I mean that he's stronger and faster than. A lot of a lot of outlet dunks. A lot of great defense. Led to transition where this man can dunk in the in the open court. I ain't see him shoot like that. Is he a shooter? Can he shoot? Can you expect him to shoot and hit shots consistently? I seen him make a couple of passes. Okay. But that's the thing. We see all these people do that shit in college. We see them all do it in college. Can, is it going to translate? Personally, I, I I guess you could say I like him. I look at his game like he got energy, plays with a lot of heart and passion and energy and desire and motor and all of that stuff. All of that good shit that you can't teach a nigga to play with, he plays with that. At the college level, people. You got to remember, there's 82 games in the NBA season. If the second week in November rolls around and this nigga catches a fast break dunk and does all that yelling and screaming and shit, what the fuck is that doing for anybody? Nigga, get back on defense. You you busy yelling and screaming and a nigga's about to hit a three. Something that he cannot hit at the guard position. For his, for his sake, I hope the nigga grows three, four inches in the next two, three years. Because I don't know where he gonna line up. How? Somebody explain it to me. All you NBA people, oh, we've never seen anything like him. We don't know what he is. Ha, all of this bullshit. Yeah. What he is is an overweight guard, my nigga. That's what the fuck he is. I'm sorry. You 6'6", 280 pounds, my nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck how chiseled and athletic you are. You're an overweight guard. The slimmer, quicker guards is going to beat you off the dribble. Now, with the Zion thing, my whole thing is I look at his quote-unquote position. What position are y'all going to put this nigga at? Since y'all love being prisoners of the moment, y'all know a nigga like Siakam plays small forward. You know that, right? Hmm. 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 So if Pascal Siakam is playing small forward, and yeah, Kawhi is one of the best in the league. So it's bad. It's, 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 wrong. it's almost wrong for me to use Kawhi as an example. But, you know, y'all love dick riding. What have you done for me lately? So I'm picking them. Can you tell Zion to stand in front of Siakam and guard him and stop him? Can, can you tell him to do that? I, I don't think so. Can you tell him to stand in front of Kawhi and guard him and stop him? No, you can't. Can he stand in front of Clay or Durant, who unfortunately aren't here? I'm just going with the teams that are, that, that are there right now. You can't put him in front of Giannis. I wouldn't even fucking trust him in front of Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler. 
Can he stick Jamal Murray? We so when we we keep going deeper and deeper, can can I put him on the wing and tell him, yo, stop CJ McCollum from getting buckets? You think he's faster than CJ McCollum now on the other end? Yeah, he might body a nigga like McCollum, but is he really gonna get to do that? He's gonna have to play somewhere between some hybrid shooting guard, small forward type of type of deal, cause he cannot play power forward. He cannot play power forward. He will get eaten alive. Yeah, he's strong. But the Barkley days are over. Niggas don't even play like that no more. And he can't shoot. He can't shoot. I, I, just, I just don't get it, man. This nigga has bust written all over him. You see me? You see me? I don't pass up on sure things. For something that looks nice. I get it, Pelicans. Anthony Davis don't want to be there. You got the number one pick. You about to get the number four pick. You're lit. We're going to build around Zion. How you going to build around a nigga and you don't even know what the fuck he capable of? Drew Holiday done made all-star teams, man. Like, he's made all-star teams. He's an all-NBA caliber player. And you talking about building around a rookie that can't shoot, has no definite position, and we don't know what the fuck he is. But that's what you want to build around? I, I don't understand, man, where this prisoner of the moment mentality has, has, has this, this microwave society that we live in nowadays. I'm not trading the, I'm not, like, the Lakers, you see, they got it right. They got it right. They went out and said, yo, okay, we're going to get AD. Now, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Anthony Davis. I think the nigga gets hurt. I think he can score 35 points and you won't even realize he was there because the nigga just is not, he don't pop off the screen like that when I watch him. I'm not saying that he's not good, that he's not great, because he is. His numbers suggest he is. But the Lakers are smart. What did the Lakers do? They was trying to rebuild. Weren't they trying to rebuild? Who did they draft? They, 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 who did they pick with the second pick that year after um somebody picked a uh, motherfucking... They picked D'Angelo Russell with the number three pick. Gone. They pick Lonzo with the number two pick. Gone. They pick Ingram with the next pick. Gone. Gone, gone, gone. Three top five lottery picks. Gone. Within the first four years of their career. You want to know why? Because you don't know what you're getting when you draft these niggas. You got to be willing to do one or two things. You got to be willing to either play the long game and wait five years to make a determination and go, okay, this nigga ain't shit. Or you getting them and you trying to see if they could do something right now. And when they don't do nothing right now, you trade them. But the minute that Zion gets drafted, he loses value. The minute that name gets called, they lose value. The Lakers got it right. The Lakers got it right. 
I don't know what this number four pick is going to be. I don't know what Cam Reddish is going to be. I don't know what Manu Bowl's son is going to be. I don't know what none of these niggas is going to be. Let me go get Anthony Davis. And I got to get, and if I got to give up three years, three number one picks of kids who I don't know what they're going to be for someone who is already established, then fine. Go ahead, man. Pull that trigger. I'd rather go down with somebody who I know accomplished something and is capable of accomplishing than blow my whole shit up to go get one person who I feel like might be good. Because that's what we're doing right now. He might be good. We don't know that he's going to be good. He can't shoot. And I'm going to keep saying that shit. The nigga can't shoot. He's a good dunker. But he can't shoot. Does anyone watch the NBA? Does anyone watch the amount of three-point attempts that take place? Is anybody watching how the league is? They're talking about moving the three-point line back. And y'all just drafted a nigga. Y'all getting ready to draft a nigga number one. And y'all calling him the, 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 the biggest prospect we've seen since LeBron James. No, no. No, he's not. No, he's not. Is he? To me, he ain't. The, the hype machine with this kid is ridiculous, man. And I almost feel bad for him. But I don't feel bad for no millionaire, nigga, honestly. Like, my nigga, he's a millionaire already. So, yeah, I really don't feel that bad for you, nigga, because I'm broke. So if you want to let me borrow a couple of dollars, then I will really go outside and cry a river for you. But until then, nigga, no. I don't feel bad for you. You, 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 you rich, nigga. The fuck? But the whole thing is, they will hail you and nail you, man. So my cousin always tell me they will hail you and nail you. This nigga? Oh my God. He's going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Luckily for him, he has a solid point guard. So with that solid point guard, it's going to mask some of his deficiencies. The worst situation, God forbid a team like Cleveland got the number one pick. He was fucked. He was fucked. He he was talking about he want to come to the garden? Nigga, for what? The minute niggas realize you can't shoot and the team is shitty, niggas ain't fucking with you in New York. You can't shoot. The team is trash and you ain't building them up? No. Get them out of here. Go to New Orleans, man. Go to New Orleans. The environment down there is going to be the most conducive to this nigga's success. And if he can't be successful in that situation, then we know he don't got it. I don't expect Zion Williamson to come out and score 20 points a game next year. I do not. He will not. I will put all $15 in my bank account on that right now. He will not average 20 points a game next year. He won't. Because he can't shoot. How you going to average 20 points a game in today's NBA if you can't shoot the ball? He can't hit no threes. He doesn't have a jumper. It's like a set shot. He, like, 
Alright, he ain't Ben Simmons. Is he? Wait, yeah, he might be on some Ben Simmons shit. But the thing about him, though, he don't even handle the ball. This nigga Ben Simmons can't shoot. But Ben Simmons is tall. He's damn near seven foot. He's super athletic. Nigga has great vision. And he's a matchup nightmare at his position. Ben Simmons can guard four positions on the court. I don't believe Zion can guard two. I don't. Rookie of the year? All of this, all of this talk? Let's calm down, man. Let's stop being a prisoner of YouTube dunks. With all due respect to the people he was, you know, you got to play against whoever they put you out there against. But my nigga, if you go back to his high school highlights, all you see him doing is dunking on white boys. That's it. All I see him doing is dunking on white boys. They almost lost to that, to that, um, to that fuck ass team with the tall, tall, tall nigga. Um, I think it might have been Baylor. They almost lost in the um in the in March Madness in the in the in the NCAA tournament. They almost lost. If that nigga didn't hit some miracle friendly bounce spinning bullshit shot that was really a fucking charge and that nigga fouled out on, yo, this nigga would have went home earlier. Did you see what they did to Giannis? Giannis can't shoot. He averaged twenty eight for the year. But do you see what they did to him in the playoffs? They put Steph Curry in a box and won. Yo, I'm telling you, you got to be a transcendent talent to get my respect on that regards. I'm looking at this Zion kid and I don't believe it, man. You need more people. His best bet was to go to the Lakers. That was... That was that would have been the best thing to ever happen to him. This situation in New Orleans, man, I don't know. I wish the kid the best of luck. I think he is a talented guy or a physical specimen of some sort. I'm I'm still trying to figure out what is making people so enthralled with this nigga's game when he is not a great shooter or a great passer or a great dribbler? He can't do... That's... You know, you remember... I even remember this. Even my non-basketball ass, non-basketball playing ass knows this. Triple threat position when you catch the ball. You have to be in a position to either shoot, dribble, or pass. He does not do any one of those three things well. So what the fuck does he do? I just don't get it, man. The nigga dunks and he runs fast and he jumps high and he plays with heart. And I pray that that puts him in a situation. But everybody don't get to be Draymond Green. Everybody doesn't get a Draymond Green kind of a situation because that's who he is to me. He Draymond Green. You could... You, he will look good with a bunch of good people around him. But by making him the focal point, you putting a ball in his hands and say, yo, go out there and get me 20, I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I can go through all 30 teams, and I can tell you who he can't guard on each team. And the niggas in their starting lineup. 
It's a lot of pressure for a rookie. A lot of pressure for a rookie. But y'all did this. Y'all did this to him. Y'all put all this pressure on this kid without actually seeing him do anything. LeBron is a different monster. We all knew LeBron was nasty. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about LeBron's game. We saw him playing against pros when he was in high school. You know what I'm saying? We saw his entire game. I'm going to go out. People are not going to like it. I'm going to say Melo too. Melo's another dude I watched and I looked at, I read up on in Slam Magazine. You could tell that this nigga's game was different. The heralded high school niggas, the Luau Dangs, them niggas. They game was above and beyond everybody they was playing with. I saw this nigga dunking on white boys that he was bigger than. Every time. Every trip. I ain't never see him have to go up against nobody that gave him no real pressure. It's a very favorable position they put that he was in with that school that he was going to or whatever. And then again at Duke, all them little cupcake get cupcake games they play. He showed up on the stage. He he showed up on the stage. Don't get it. I'm not sitting here saying he didn't show up. But in showing up, you gotta remember they had a nigga there named RJ Barrett. We know what an R.J. Barrett can be. 6'7", six, 6'8", six, crazy handle, got a shot, athletic wing player, hybrid, new age shit, point guard. We know what he can be. Cam Reddish, to me, that nigga's Klay Thompson 2.0, and he's going to break out in the NBA. He just wasn't overly aggressive at Duke because everything was about RJ RJ Barrett and Zion. So he took a back seat. I think he might actually end up being the best player in this draft if you look at his his fundamentals. He got all the same athleticism both of them niggas got. He's a better passer and he's a better shooter. And he defends properly on the wing. So the draft is in two days, and the Knicks got the third pick. From the New York Knicks, I'm going after R.J. Barrett because that's just the thing to do. I personally don't like R.J. Barrett's game. I think he's a fucking ball hog that takes too many damn shots. He got to learn how to pass that rock. To me, you go get Cam Reddish. That's my guy. Go get Cam. Get Cam Reddish. You got a wing shooter. You got Dennis Smith now. You got Mitchell Robinson. You got Kevin Knox. That's a young core. And keep your money. Keep the money. Keep it all. I don't want KD. He's hurt. He's 32. I don't want Kyrie. He's a one-man dribbling circus who has proved that when he is the focal point of the team, them niggas do not win. Call it what you want. I don't care. He hit a shot. He hit that shot with Cleveland. Yeah, he hit the shot. All right. Okay. He didn't take Boston nowhere. He didn't make Boston better. Boston was already in the Eastern Conference Finals where Isaiah Thomas is the All-NBA performer. All they needed to do was plug a nigga in there. And when they took Kyrie ass out, they still went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He comes back with the same team with Gordon Hayward, and them niggas get a gentleman sweep against the Milwaukee Bucks, who nobody saw coming. 
Kyrie is overrated as a franchise player. I don't want him. I'm not giving that nigga no buck 80 to come here and get hurt and dribble in circles and blame niggas. Fuck that. That nigga could go wherever the fuck he want. But he can't come to the Knicks. I don't want Durant. I'm not overpaying Tobias Harris. Don't, don't, don't go giving Chris Middleton no fucking money here. DeMarcus Cousins, like, I love DeMarcus. I would I would have been trying to sign DeMarcus Cousins from last year, but guess what? Now nah, he's hurt. You don't know what he is. I don't want that nigga neither. People will be in uproar if they sign Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is a second-tier star. What, what, what exactly is a second-tier star? Explain that shit to me. If Jimmy Butler's a second-tier star, who are the first-tier stars? Curry, Durant, LeBron? Because those are first-tier stars. Giannis. Jimmy Butler is an all-NBA player. Let's not get that twisted. The fact that he switched teams and switched roles is the reason why he didn't make an All NBA team over um what was that over Kemba and I like Kemba and I like Kyrie, but Jimmy Butler's a a, a more effective game changing player than both of them niggas are. But we won't go after a Jimmy Butler because oh. We're going to listen to the media, and he's a second-tier star. And if we get a Jimmy Butler, then we lose. Do you know that every fucking time Jimmy Butler goes to a squad, that team goes to the playoffs and plays well and plays with heart and plays defense? Do you know that? Why wouldn't you want a Jimmy Butler? That's a building block. You get a Jimmy Butler. That's who you get. That's who you need. You need Jimmy Butler to put a fire in these niggas' asses. That's what, you, that's what you get. That's my number one free agent target, Jimmy Butler. But the Knicks will not go after him. They won't do it. I don't want no Malcolm Brogdon. I, don't need, I would take Vucevic, but he's probably going to get the max money he can from Orlando. And I don't even need Vucevic because we got Mitchell Robinson, a guy that the Knicks better not let go. So if we're talking about free agency, I don't care. It'll be more of a victory if the Knicks end up with Jimmy Butler and nobody else. That's how I would do it. We signed Jimmy, we good. You still got two max slots. Two or one or whatever. Or you got a year where some salary comes off the books. Fucking want no damn, no, I don't know Durant, I don't know Kyrie, I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them. You delusional asshole Nick fans did this. This is what you created. Whenever we were trying to go and get players, we need to rebuild. We need to suffer through a true rebuild, a rebuild. And we finally get in the rebuild that you dickheads wanted. And what happens? Now you don't want to rebuild. Now you want to go and pay stars. You want to go and pay old stars now. Even though that's the same shit that happened. I do not want Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. 
I do not want them. I do not want another Allen Houston contract. I do not want another Amari Stoudemire contract. I do not want Tobias Harris or, or to re-sign DeAndre Jordan to big money or DeMarcus Cousins or Brogdon or Middleton. I don't want a Jerome James contract. I don't want a Clarence Rutherspoon contract. I'm tired of that shit. You got a bunch of niggas on one-year deals right now. Let them fucking play. This is the first time that I can remember as an NBA fan that I have absolutely no clue, no conviction about who will win the chip. We don't know. Nobody knows this year. Durant's gone. Clay's gone. Nobody knows. Nobody fully expects the Raptors to come out of the East again. Nobody knows. We don't. This is a beautiful position. We are entering an era of uncharted territory. A dynasty is not going to be built in the NBA by next year. It won't. Unless the Lakers are able to get somebody else, then I think maybe they can run off two or three of them. But within the next two, three years, no dynasty ain't going to pop up. We are in great position. And there is nobody coming out in the 2020 free agent class. That's fine. That's fine. We don't need them. Build. Build. That's what y'all wanted, right? This is what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted to build. Y'all ran Carmelo Anthony out of town because you wanted a fucking rebuild, right? And what happened when y'all ran Melo out of town? I said, ha, y'all running Melo out of town now. Now you want Porzingis to go out there at 21 years old and get you a fucking uh, 25 points and 10 boards facing a double team. 20 games into the season, this nigga Porzingis says, I'm tired. Nigga, you tired? You tired, nigga? Fucking 21, 22 years old, you in the NBA. This is 82-game season. We 20 games in and you tired? You need a break? And then it broke down. And then in Brooklyn, exactly what I predicted. I knew he wasn't ready. And y'all ran him, y'all ran Melo out of town because Porzingis was the fucking white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus that was going to bring us a championship, right? I ain't even get this nigga for a fucking year. You ain't even get a full season out of this nigga. Hurt his first year. Hurt his second year. Mush up him third year. And the fourth year, the nigga sat there the whole year until he said, yo, trade me. I'm out of here. And that's all y'all niggas had y'all hopes and dreams centered around. The Max Kellermans of the world. The what have you done for me lately delusional niggas out here that don't know shit. So I'm looking at free agency. And yeah, it looks great. But outside of a Jimmy Butler, I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody. Keep them. Keep them all. Stay in Charlotte, Kemba. Go get your money. Durant need to stay where he at. Clay can stay where he at. Cuz can stay where he at. Middleton can stay where the fuck he is at. I don't want him. Let me see what else we got on this list. Because I don't want them. Why, Leonard? I mean, 
I would take a Kawhi. Why not? Fuck it. That nigga, that nigga set the blueprint. If Kawhi want to play 60 games for the year, so he's ready for the playoffs, then go ahead, man. Get a Kawhi. Get a Jimmy Butler. Those are your two players. You keep Mitchell Robinson in the, in the, in, 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 at the center position. You get a different point guard because I don't trust R.J. Barrett to give the ball up to nobody. And we good. Who else we got on this list? One man dribbling circus, man. Nobody don't want to see that shit. So with this draft upcoming on uh, Friday, and I believe the to me, barring injury, the best player in the draft this year is Manute Bull's son. That nigga is a monster. Got hurt very early at Oregon, which is why I don't trust him. Because I, I just don't trust niggas who get hurt that quick, that early. But that nigga is seven foot three. I seen a nigga cross a nigga, do a behind the back pull up jumper off the baseline at seven foot three. He's a different kind of animal, that nigga. That's who I honestly feel is going to be the best player in this draft. But I don't want the Knicks to reach on the number four pick with him, especially because he's hurt and you don't know what he's going to be. I think you got two 
sure things in this draft right now. Two sure things. Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett. Those are the two sure things in this draft. There's a reason why people go with familiarity over what's brand new. There's a reason. There's a reason why people go to the same restaurant every week because they enjoy it. They know what they're going to get there. They know the menu. They're comfortable with the service. They say, okay, I'm spending my money effectively and I'm happy. But when they get up and they go to that new restaurant because it's supposed to be hot. And then you get over there and the service is a piece of shit. And the food ain't what you thought. And the wine glasses is dirty. And, 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 it's, and it's shit all over the floor. And the music is too loud. And you just paid more for it than the restaurant that you always go to. So call me, call me, call me plain, call me safe. But that's what I'm looking for, man. I'm looking for a sure thing. I'm looking for something I have seen already that I can implement that I know how it is going to be effective. I don't want no wildfire, um, live wire. I don't want that. I don't want some unexpected nigga brethren. I don't need that. So, New Orleans, good luck with Zion. <laughs> I mean, gee, the nigga look like Anthony Bennett. <laughs> Them niggas look alike. I mean, the mere fact that the nigga look like Anthony Bennett got any kind of resemblance would stop me from drafting him immediately. Nah, 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 he look like that nigga. I'd be, I'd stay clear of him. Draft Zion. These niggas is crazy, man. Once again, man, this is just the first test run podcast. And I really and truly hope that Zion Williamson is a good player. I don't want to see anybody fail in this world. I want to see people be successful. But sometimes when you look at something, man, you can look at it and you can tell, I don't really know about this one. And for Zion Williamson, I don't know, man. He can't shoot! I mean, <laughs> that is the thing. He cannot shoot the ball. He can't shoot. So I don't know. Either way, this is the first of many. I will be covering many, many, many different topics. Sports being one of them. I'll be back on my football shit. I will be back to talk about the fucking abomination that is the New York Jets. I'm so sick and tired of those bastards. I mean, my God, yo. Them niggas make me... If I mean... You know, it was it's hard being a Knicks fan, but at least I can try to have understand what they doing or have some reasoning. I can look, I can point at certain things and say, this is why this is not good with the Knicks. And this is how it can be fixed going forward. The Jets, that shit is one big puppy sure. I don't even know what to think about them motherfuckers. Why the hell did they give Le'Veon Bell all that money? Why? I didn't want that nigga. I'm going to tell you why I didn't want him. 
Money's important. Money is very, very important. You need to secure your bread. Nobody mad at Le'Veon Bell, nigga. Get your money, nigga. But he wanted to be the highest paid running back ever. Why the fuck do the New York Jets got to give him that money? Why y'all niggas got to be the suckers to give him that bread? Why? You had Kareem. You had a prime opportunity. You had Kareem Hunt fresh off of kicking a white bitch on camera in America. I mean, yo, you could have gave that nigga a fucking bag of Doritos in Arizona. He would have signed with you. But you go and you give this nigga Le'Veon Bell all kinds of millions of dollars. And Kareem Hunt was statistically the third best running back in the league for the past three years. And the nigga's fucking six years younger than Le'Veon Bell. But the Jets don't go after him. Need high character guys like Josh McCown, right? McClown. McClown stole millions from the Jets. Millions. I'm sick of them. Where are the skill position players? Where are our big time receivers? Where are they? Who's our tight end? What are, where, where, where? Where are our skill position players? Every fucking time I look up at that damn draft and I watch, I like college football more than NFL sometimes. I watch college. I look at all these players in college. I go, damn, that's a good receiver. Damn, that's a good running back. Damn it, that's a good corner. Man, that's a great outside linebacker. I look at the skill positions, the positions that win MVP awards, the positions that make up teams, the positions that you need to function effectively. I'm not discrediting the offensive line. That is the most important position in the game of football, if you ask me. They are the most needed and most disrespected positional players in the NFL. The offensive line. I'm not discrediting them. And I'm also not discrediting defensive linemen. But every fucking year, are we talking about a pass rush? Every year, it's pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Nigga, you gotta score points. When is the last time the New York Jets averaged 20 fucking points a game for a season? When? When? You tell me. I don't remember. It's never fucking happened. Not in my lifetime. Maybe when Vinny Testaverde was there. Since then, I ain't seen that shit. Niggas don't fucking score. How the fuck are you going to win a game if you don't score no points? And I... When... <sighs> I can't even talk about the Jets. They, they, they get me so worked up, these niggas, man. The logic. The logic. You look at every other NFL team out there. When it's time for a coaching change, what do they do? They go out. They get some hot, young, offensive coordinator, fresh out of college, trying to do his thing in his, in his 30s. Oh, innovative, all of that. Brand new West Coast offense, score some points type shit. We got out to a nigga in Miami that got fired. He got fired. He got fired because they fucking suck. He got fired because they lost games. He got fired because they didn't score points. 
He got fired because he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. That's what they like to say. Quarterback whisperer. Fuck did he whisper to Jay Cutler? Fuck did he whisper to that bum ass nigga? What the fuck did he whisper to Brock Osweiler's bum ass? Or, 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 or Tannehill. What did he whisper? He whispered losing. Because that's what they did. They fucking lost. And Sam Donald. Oh my God. My nigga Sam Donald. He's on the clock. I never liked him. Never wanted him. Never thought that they should have drafted him. Even though I'm on record as stating that I feel as though Tyrod Taylor should have played at least eight games last season to ease Baker Mayfield into the fold. Even though I said that, I'm on record saying that I'd rather a Baker Mayfield over a Sam Donald any day. I mean, how many times are we going to do the same shit? That's the thing with the New York Jets. They don't even try nothing new. They just keep doing the same shit that makes you lose. How many fucking times are you going to go and get a USC quarterback? How many USC quarterbacks do we have to see come in the league and suck? Before you say, you know what? Let's stop drafting USC quarterbacks. That only started for one fucking year. I mean, my God, yo. My God. Donald got in the game last year. I said, oh, this nigga don't got it, man. He don't got it. I knew it. Off rip. I, I, he, ain't, he don't got it. No, he needs weapons. He needs weapons. Uh, you know what I never understood neither? Why do white quarterbacks always need weapons? They always need weapons. But the black quarterback, nigga, you better go out there and throw these motherfuckers in front of you and run around and make it happen. Sam Darnold needs weapons. We're going to see what the fuck he can do with weapons in a full year. They should have never let that nigga start next year. Because now the leash that the fan base has on him, including myself, is super short. What happened? And again, it comes back to what I said in the beginning. This microwave society we live in. What happened to building? What happened when they would draft a quarterback and say, okay, we're drafting you because you are going to sit for two years, learn the game before you come in and fuck up. <laughs> Inevitably. I mean, what happened to that? What, where, where is that? Yeah, everybody just wants to, you want to take a, a nigga fresh out of college, put him in the NFL against big ass, grown ass men and tell him to go win a championship right now. Right now. Right now, with no team around him, Carson Wentz couldn't even hold up. He couldn't hold up. He had a team around him. Great defense. Great offensive players. Dak Prescott, same shit. Great defense. Great offensive players. You don't just come in the league and just run around and think you're going to fucking do what you do like that. No, nigga, it doesn't happen. Andrew Luck came in the league. Yeah, Peyton Manning sat out that season. But guess what they had? They had good continuity around them. They had a good, they had good skill position players. So when Andrew Luck came into the league, he was not like he came in there by himself and was expected to just go out there and make it happen every day. No, that's not what happened. The Jets don't do that. 
The one time you did do that with Mark Sanchez, we went to two FC championships. And what happened? You fucking got rid of everybody. Everybody. And yeah, I'm going 10 years back. Because that's the last time I was excited for the New York Jets. I'm not excited for these niggas. These niggas don't excite me anymore. There's no names. There's no marquee players. There's nothing going on there. Except for a fucking, uh, another white boy savior quarterback that we're hoping to save us. Sam Darnold, save us. What was the rush? That nigga wasn't hurt last year. That nigga wasn't hurt. That nigga was, that was all PR right there like shit. This nigga's not playing good. We got to get him the fuck out of here before the fan base turns on him. Which is why I said, let Teddy play eight games. After the eighth game, you trade Teddy, you put Darnold in, he has eight games left. The fans can't hate him because they say he doesn't have no experience. You started him, he sucked, and now niggas hate him already. Because I ain't no Sam Darnold fan. I'm not. The New York Jets disgust me. They disgust me. Injuries are a part of life. They're a part of sports. But someone's more liable to get injured when you place all the burden on them. They're going to have Le'Veon Bell out there doing everything. Doing everything, every damn play. He's going to be the focal point. I don't know how that shit is going to work out for them, man. I just don't. I, I, I just don't. If the Jets win seven games this year, I will be shocked and I will be optimistic. But I don't see that happening. I just don't see it happening, man. And we all know I hate the Giants. I ain't no Giant fan. I can't stand them. Well, I, I don't even I don't even hate them the way that I used to. I actually I've actually come, I probably say about 120 degrees. I could tolerate the Giants. I used to hate niggas like Kerry Collins and Tiki Barber and uh, what was the other guy named? Um, Jason Seahorn. And I couldn't stand them. I thought they was overrated and trash. And I just didn't like them. So that's what made me hate the Giants for years. On top of the fact that I was just a disgruntled Jet fan. I got to watch these niggas get lucky with, with choke. Choke-ass Brett Favre or, or or the nigga from San Francisco dropping punt returns, dropping three, four punt returns and, and just bullshit. With drop passes, helmet catches, a lot of fuckery them niggas got. That's why I've never really, that's why I look at them like, you lucky. But New York Giants, what the hell, what, who the hell did they draft? Who the hell is that? He played in the ACC? You mean the same conference that Clemson plays in? Or North Carolina, which Rubisky came from? Or Florida State? Miami? That ACC, that's where he plays? You started for four years and you can't complete 50% of your passes and you a number one overall pick for the New York Giants to success Eli Manning? Who was another overrated bum ass nigga like, but he's Teflon because he got two rings. The Giants are 
I don't even know what to say about them because I really don't care. And on top of that, I can't really say much because they always end up doing a little bit better than the Jets anyway. But this is where they fucked up. You got to move with the times, man. You got to move with the times. Eli, you're out of here, homie. You're out of here. It's over. Odell Beckham is the future. Saquon is the future. Good thing they traded him to the AFC because I don't know how you give up a young-ass generational talent-type receiver to stick with an old nigga who won a championship because the nigga had super glue on the side of his fucking helmet. I don't care. Who won another chip because Wes Welker dropped a pass that he catches 99 out of 100 times. You understand? So... I don't really care about the Giants, but them niggas is bums too. Anyway, I said the maximum recording time for one segment is 60 minutes. I'm not breaking this up. I will eventually become more organized. I will go into uh, what I believe is going to be three 20-minute segments about three different topics. You know, I'll do that. But, um, you know, again, this is just a test run. This is just number one. And we're going to see what Zion Williamson is going to be because I just told y'all that nigga looks like Anthony Bennett. And that's exactly what I think he's going to be. Or I think upside, I don't even know who to compare him to. I don't even know who to compare him to. I think upside, Best case scenario for him, he can be a poor man's Dwayne Wade because he's going to have to play on the perimeter. He's going to have to play against guards. His athleticism is going to allow him to be good more so than his shooting ability. So, yeah, that's who I think he can be. Best case scenario and a poor man's version of that. That's just what I think.